on TV, online and on your smartphone. This is Ticker News. You are watching Ticker today. I'm Aaron Young. Today we're discussing the former government's decision to allow home buyers to dip into their superannuation accounts. While it was controversial at the time, results are showing that it may have been successful. For more, we're joined by Graham Cook from Finder on this as well. Uh, so many people spoke about uh, dipped into their superannuation, obviously during COVID as a way to survive. But there's been this ongoing discussion for quite some time about whether or not we should be able to use our superannuation for what would be our largest purchase of our lives, which is a home. What's happening there, do you think? Well, I think your superannuation should be used for your retirement as it was designed. A government allowing people to dip into their super to pay for a home is really a government kind of passing the book on an area where the government should potentially be helping people who can't afford um, to get onto the bottom rung of the housing ladder by allowing them to use their own savings. Generally, it's a good idea to keep superannuation for, for your retirement because taking 10 grand out now, that 10 grand could be worth an awful lot more in 20 or 30 years time when you do kind of come to retirement. Though obviously for some people, um, you know, who have maybe an excess of super who are looking to purchase, it might potentially be an option. But generally, I think it's something that people should be pretty cautious about. Yeah, and it's become a political issue in Australia as well. I want to read it. It's called the First Home Super Saver Scheme. It was brought in by the previous government. The current government are dead against it, but it's been a huge success for a lot of people trying to get onto the property ladder across Australia as well, uh, which makes it hard to remove. What has been the impact of having it there? Obviously, on the one hand, you've got a lot of people who've been able to get access uh, to their first home. And as we mentioned in the previous segment, it's a very Australian thing to own your own property. So taking it away is going to be quite the challenge. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it has benefited those families now who have been able to purchase homes, but the effect of taking those funds out of your superannuation further down the line has not really yet been realized. So generally, it's a better idea to kind of try and start saving for that nest egg outside of your super if possible. The good news is the one positive news for financial products right now is that savings accounts are offering really good value. That's probably the only good news in the economy. Um, you can get 5%, 5.5% is the best rate available from ING um, at the moment, for example. So if you were looking to save a nest egg, um, savings accounts are offering pretty good value and that's probably a more sensible way to do it than hacking into your super. Is it just getting out of reach though for too many people now, the value of properties, where they need to live if they're going to be closer to work? COVID gave people an excuse for a bit of a sea change or tree change where you could zoom from anywhere thanks to the MBN. But as people are being told to get back to work, they need to go back to rentals in the city. Many of them aren't available. Buying a house in the city means that you have to have somewhat of a lifestyle change. Um, small apartment, for example, maybe in a suburb that you'd never dreamed of living in. Um, that seems to be breaking the spirit of a lot of first-home buyers, surely. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a lot of um, a kind of uncertainty in the market right now, not only among first-time buyers, but also renters, as I kind of mentioned earlier, and consumers across the board. Everybody is struggling. Interesting you point to um, being able to afford a home. Also, research from Finder from our consumer sentiment tracker is showing a, a peak of the number of Australians saying they think they'll never be able to afford a home. About a third of Australians in our survey are now telling us that they don't think they'll ever be afford, able to afford a home. That's up from 15% a year ago. So it's basically doubled. So a lot of people definitely feeling they're going to be, uh, you know, renting indefinitely or looking to find the kind of best value rent available. Though, as I said, according to our panelists, uh, economist panel, um, we should be nearing the end of these inflationary pressures. And really what we need to see is that cash rate start to come 
down and those costs start to go down on mortgages, which should hopefully flow on to the cost of rents, grocery costs coming down, energy costs need to come down. All of that should hopefully be triggered by the first cash rate decrease. And we're predicting that before the end of the year as part of the panel. And then there's rent vesting as well, which is being used by a lot of people who um, live in the cities that they can't afford to buy where they want to live. And so they're essentially bringing on people to find properties for them in up and coming areas, may not be even in their state, but it seems to be becoming quite the way to enter the property market without having to live in the property. Yeah, I know a lot of people anecdotally who are rent vesting or rent vesting was their first form of investment in property. And negative gearing, if you're earning and paying tax, does make it quite um, you know, promising to look at doing that potentially. And that is one way people are getting on the housing ladder is looking at investing in places way further than, uh, than where they live outside in the outskirts of this city they live in. Or uh, for the case of some of the people I know in other states, I know people looking for properties in South Australia and the Gold Coast, but they live in Sydney as places to potentially in, in invest. Um, but the thing you have to remember is you do need property prices to continue to go up in order for that investment to be to be worthwhile. Before the GFC, a lot of people who are investing in or rent vesting in, in properties um, in, in, in outside larger areas in Ireland ended up being financially hurt when prices did start to come down. We've seen house prices hold relatively well in Australia, but the kind of future is a little bit unpredictable. And obviously anybody who's looking to invest in such a scheme would need to be very careful and do their research. Graham Cook, really appreciate your time from Finder there. Thank you so much. Thanks, Aaron. And that is the program for now. For more, you can head to tickernews.co. I'll see you soon.